0: Well, hello. It's good to be here and it's good that you are here as well. Welcome. This is On and Off the Pitch. I'm Rodney Cyrus. Apologies for the tardiness. We're joined today by Emma from MCW Fancast. How are you, Emma?
1: I'm all right. Not too bad, you know. Trying to yeah. see the good in the things at the moment. But yeah, all good. Thank you. Trying to are you? see
0: the I'm I'm not too bad. Uh, no one knows that we've had like a little 2 minute conversation before we started to go live but yeah, I'm actually I'm okay. I'm a bit tired. Um yeah, and it, you know, just just life stuff. But uh, to to counterbalance that, uh, the football's been interesting to say the very least.
1: Quite <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> Right, for those uh, listening watching um we're going to go over the results for the last round of games in the WSL and the FAWC aka WSL2 for those who are unsure uh, and it's definitely all change at the top for both leagues uh, in the WSL and the championship top three shifting teams getting beat some losing honourably some as my mum would say getting a proper ass whooping <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I'm glad somebody said it. <laughs> yeah, a proper ass whooping. You know, when you get beat until you just you're numb. Okay. That's yeah. where we're at. So we'll we'll start with the WSL. We'll start with the WSL and uh, and uh, I, I feel as you're here, we should start with Manchester, the Manchester clubs. Not that we want to mm. talk about them all the time, but we'll start with them. Um Manchester City on the road, um, weekend squad-ish. Travel to Arsenal. How did that go?
1: Not very well, if you're a City fan. (laughs) Um, Yeah, it was a bit disastrous, really. Um, Very disappointing. Um, I can take the loss, but um, I'm still really struggling to take the 5-0, I think. I think if it has stayed 2-0, then I think fair enough. But I think second half, we know which... We fought our way back into the game a little bit and it almost looked like, you know, we could make a bit of a comeback, but it just wasn't meant to be. hedge dropped. And we just didn't look very good at all. Um, but, you know, that's been the sort of story for us in recent games. We've just not looked at the at our best and don't know what's going on. Um, just failing to really see it coming together on the pitch.
0: Um before the game I listened to your podcast right and I listened to the review that you had and the predictions and you know you you and your guests both very positive um hoping for a draw
1: you know yeah.
0: that was that was the, the, the that was what kind of stood out to me um when you look at the result. Do you kind of look at that and think that's just simply not good enough for a Manchester City team with the pedigree that it has?
1: Yeah, exactly that. Um, I think the players that we've got within that squad are more than capable of getting a result. Why are you laughing? No, I'm just. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah, the comment. Fair enough. The
0: comment. I see the comment. The dynamic duo have returned. Craig. this is an open. Com- this is an open invitation. Craig, you need to come on the next one, okay? You need to come on the next one because, you know, it's been far too long. You were on before. You haven't been back. So that's my fault. apologies. But the dynamic duo have returned. Um, I'm not sure who the dynamic one is in the duo, but, you know, definitely. I'm going to – well, I'm not – it's definitely not me. <laughs> <laughs> um, but thank you, Craig, as as always. Appreciate it. Thanks, um, yeah, go on, uh, Emma, you saying you know, obviously it, it it's not good enough for the standards of, of no, a Manchester City.
1: No. Um, and I suppose you could say that, you know, as, as fans, we've been spoiled. You know, we're not used to it. Uh, I think a little bit of that comes into it, too. Um, a lot of frustrations, you know, you're at the game, you hear the fans and they're not happy. But listen, mm. uh, it's football, you know. Not every result can go in your favour. Not It can't always be your day. And mm-hmm. we have to accept that at the moment, there's been a lot of changes at the club. There's been a lot of players coming into the club, new players that are, you know, trying to bed in, that are, are coming accustomed to the environment, to the way that we play. Um, and it takes time, you know. It doesn't always happen straight away. And we have to accept that it's part of the process and, that hopefully, you know, we can turn things around and and hopefully start tomorrow with, you know, a win against Leicester and, you know, progressing in the FA Cup, which is going to be really important. Um, You know, it's a, a big game and a, a big opportunity. And um, I think there's a bit of an expectation there. Yeah. Uh, and I hope that this time they rise to it.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, I've got, I mean, just looking at the game from a, from a neutral point of view, for me, um, I didn't expect that scoreline. We did talk some weeks ago about the arrival of um, Nikita Paris at Arsenal, how that might rejuvenate the team. But it's not just about the players, it's the manager. There's been a, a change of kind of ethos at the club. They seem to have their vigour back. They have a a sense of kind Of direction, there's an application, there's fight, um, which was clearly evident in the game, and, and they made it very, very difficult for Manchester City. And you know, with all of the players that Manchester City had absent, you know, say for example, Steph Houghton was there and uh, Lucy Bronze was there, would you have predicted anything different?
1: Um, I would hope it again, you know we could have kept the, the score line down minimal. I think conceding five goals is really difficult to take. Um mm-hmm. it's not something as uh you know as a, a fantasy that you used to see in terms of score line in terms of full-time results. So um I think we lacked um leadership we lacked communication um we didn't look organized at times um and Arsenal just exposed us. Um mm-hmm. You know, the weaknesses that we're showing in the last few games, they used it to their advantage and they took, you know, just they were ruthless, you know what I mean? Mm. And uh, that's, you know, fair play to them, their game management. They knew what they needed to do and they executed it really well. Um, and we just we just couldn't find a way back in. You know, we, mm. we lacked that creativity. We ran out of ideas. Um, and it was a hard watch in the end.
0: Yeah, do you know what? I, there, are, there are key words you've used, right? Communication, leadership, and 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 kind of lack of ideas. You brought in Vicky Losado from Barcelona. I would say that there are plenty of ideas there. The communication bit, okay, Steph Houghton's not there. There are seasoned individuals in that team.
1: No, I agree, but the most experienced player was sat on the bench. Um for me that game was calling for Jill Scott to be involved in it. Um, for me it was a ch- would have been a change that I'd have made a bit sooner. I'd pref- perhaps even started the game with her. Um what, what, to be do, fair. Do
0: you, do you think this is the Jill Scott who was sent out on loan to Everton on?
1: Yeah, but you know, she's gone out on loan um to to play. And she's not a player that should be overlooked. She's an engine, she's a workhorse, you know, she yeah. has got she can just go and go and go. She's like the Joracel Bunny, <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Um, and 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 I'd, and I'd I'd love to see Jill uh, more excluded included in the squad. Um, she you know she's got a lot to give. Um, I expect that she'll play a big role tomorrow. To be honest, um, I really like Vicky Lasada. I like what she's brought to the squad. I just think again, it's it's just a matter of things coming together, which it just hasn't. Mm. The effort's been there. But the, you know, we're just not for whatever reason. It's just not gelling. Um, yeah. You know, we had a lot of the ball. We played, you know, we played that city way. You know how people expect us to play, but you know, we just weren't able to, to to get into to Arsenal's half and and really penetrate the area. It it just didn't come off for us at all. You know, the set pieces we never when we got them, the corners we never made them count. We were wasteful. We didn't look to have any kind of ideas or structure or anything really that, you know, we could draw upon. It it was just like, it was just, a, like I said, it was just a hard watch and frustrating as well. When you're not used to it, you know, we've had, um, you know, a poor run of games, you know, Champions League was a massive disappointment. The game against Tottenham was just... Shocking, and then this, uh, you know, it's half expected, I suppose, when you're playing against an informal Arsenal. You know, they've been absolutely incredible, they've made a great start to the season. And, like you said, they're sort of an Arsenal of sort of many a year ago where you know they were dominant and, and a real force to be reckoned with, and they're really showing that again. Um, which is You know, I suppose as an Arsenal fan, you're rubbing your hands together, thinking this is this is great. With this is what we've been waiting for. You know,
0: this is easy street. I mean, you know, it would be very easy for me to kind of rub it in, right? And
1: kind of it's fine. You know, it
0: would be. No, it would be. (laughs) The the only saving thing that I can say, right? Which you know, considering who we'll talk about later on in the little show, is that you you took this beating on the road. This beating, this whooping, this bludgeoning was not in your backyard.
1: No. Absolutely. So you can take
0: that and go, you know what? We went <laughs> to someone else's house. We tried to mess around. They came down with their slippers on, slapped us around and said, get out. You All right, I'll leave, I'll go. When it's in your own backyard, well, mm. it takes on a very different feel.
1: It does. And, you know, I think, again, frustrations were there at the end of Tottenham. And I think but Tottenham, you know, they showed their sort of how far they've come in terms of that game management and how, you know, how hard they battled and fought to to hang on and to maintain that lead that they had. And that should be applauded, you know, because Tottenham are a team that, you know, in recent season, last couple of seasons have been overlooked, you know, and, you know, we've had conversations about them and we've seen and spoke about at, at length about, you know, this is a, a a team that, you know, will go 2 nil down and then that's it, you know, yeah. there's nothing in them and they've got nothing left to give and heads are down and then teams will just walk all over them, you know, five, six nils. Yeah. And now there's a real coming together in that squad you know you can see it happening ryan skinner's really getting them um you know working well together and you know it's really coming across on on the pitch as well and you know fair play to them you know like like i said on the podcast on on the city podcast you know two or three seasons two seasons ago yeah a game city would have won you know four five six nil whatever and look at Tottenham, they're standing up for themselves and they're showing their worth and they're showing why they're in the WSL and, and why they're able to compete. What a massive milestone for them. Um and, and, it, and again, it's it's just proof that this league is becoming more competitive and teams just can't and fans as well can't have this sort of, you know, expectation going into matches, oh yeah, you know, we're gonna win this like 4 0, whatever. No, it's it's not as easy as that anymore.
0: No, it's not. You know, before we talk a little bit more about uh, Tottenham's um, good start as well, uh, Craig's question and comment, he goes, uh, what does Ruby Mace have to do to get a game? Emma, um, I, I know she can't play tomorrow.
1: Yeah, um, she's obviously up-tied, um with Arsenal still being in the, the quarterfinal of the competition, so she's unable to play. Um, and that's the same for Alana Kedini as well. So again, in terms of the back line tomorrow, Bit worried. Um, but yeah, Ruby Mace. Uh she's the only player that is yet to play that's obviously come into this into the squad in the summer. Um Gareth, I think, feels that maybe she's not ready. Uh, but why not just give her a chance? You know, I'd have probably I'd have probably just, you know, five-no down. What's the harm in getting her out for a fight you know, ten minute run out and just let's like, see what she can do? Because, you know. A lot of us haven't had that opportunity of seeing what she can bring to the side, and you know, a bright young player like Ruby Mace, she'll want to impress, Um, and I want to see that.
0: Yeah, yeah. You you know what? I There was a, a tweet I think from um Craig was retweeted about the the, the 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 lack of, or I say, the inability of including some of the the youngsters in the Man- Manchester City team, uh, there was a question about whether that was a valid thing to say. But, you know, we can come back to that. I think in terms of the numbers at Manchester City, or the bodies that are available, it's uh, all hands on deck, to be fair.
1: Yeah, Um, I mean, last season, you know, when we came back from the Dubai break um, in (laughs) in the winter. Yeah, it's hate to bring that up again, but let's do that now. Um, You know, we really drew upon the academy players and they filled a gap. And some of them got some game time. And so what's that? Just use them. You know, these are players that need these experiences, you know, and we need to draw upon those players at the moment. You know, I don't I don't see why we can't utilise what's available to us. We did it last season, so why can't we do it this season? I, I feel yeah. that that's a little bit out of order, to be honest, you know, yeah. These opportunities don't come along often enough for these players, and I'm sure you know. You, you ask, you know, three, four, five of those players last season that were in amongst the the senior squad, how much of a an experience that would have been, even just being amongst those players and training, and how much they got for it in terms of you know uh, those experiences that that don't come across, don't come around often enough. I mean. Kiara Keaton, um, obviously, she's one of those players from that setup that is still with us. Uh, she's a goalkeeper at the moment. Um, you know, she's not played in the games, but you know, she's she's named so she's she most recently in regular games. So um, I, I'm surprised we're doing it with Kira, Kira, but not with other players when you know we really are struggling at the moment.
0: Yeah, yeah. Right, we can come. I've got a few questions floating around. I don't want to come back to, to you about the Manchester City thing. But in terms of the top of the table, obviously, Tottenham are not Tottenham, Tottenham are second, Arsenal are first. Tottenham, as you mentioned, you know, a couple of seasons ago, we would have said that they would have kind of fallen away and crumbled. This is a very different, a very different Spurs team. Um, you know, Rihanna Skinner and Vicky Jepson, who's now there as part of a um, coaching team. Coaching team, which is good to see, is they've developed kind of like a a nice cohort of players that are prepared to do the work. And you know, in the WSL, there are no easy games, or there there, there were for some teams last year. You know, they could we wax a lyrical about teams winning 9-0, you know, thinking it was the best thing ever. But that kind of leads me on to another point in terms of the international. But for Spurs. Um, I think it's really good that they've got some good young players that are hungry. You know, there's a collective there. They have a sense of direction. And it's and it's good to see at this stage of the season different teams in the top three and instead yeah. of it being the... You know, it's really good in terms of... I don't know what the broadcasters might think, for you know, Sky and all of the others have put their money in. But for me, this is what you want. You want to see a league that is entertaining, challenging, and, you know, has the pull, not just for the, the, the established clubs, or you could say legacy, but I don't like that word, but for teams that are, you know, making their way and saying, you know, we can, you know, punch above our weight or punch at the weight that we need to to to, to get the points, and may not score four or five goals, but they'll get the three points, which is great. Um, I'm interested to see and I'm sure you are as well, and and the Spurs fans, where this this Tottenham Hotspur Women's team will be at the end of the season? Do they have it in them to stay in the top half of the table? That's that's the question I have for them.
1: Yeah, uh, and I think even if they did, I think it would be a massive achievement for them on their own. And I think when you talk about Sky and and you know that viewership and uh, you know our is Sky interested in these kind of, you know, Tottenham, Reading, you know? Well, yeah, I, I think they are because not only are they kind of, it, does it make it more interesting, in term, less predictable in terms of the results, you know, the competitiveness of the league like we've talked about, but you also grow in fan bases, which I think is also just as important as the matches themselves because, it's not just about, um, you know, the viewing figures. It's about fans themselves going to the games and, and walking through the turnstiles. You know, we naturally need to grow the attendances. And I think hopefully this this is definitely going in the right direction and we'll see a lot of that too.
0: Yeah, it's good. I, I, I'm, I'm hoping, you know, I've got something to talk about in, in a little while in terms about the, the, the access to the football. Um, yeah. We'll, we'll, we'll
1: sorry, <laughs> you don't even know where you're going to go
0: with that. I'm yeah, sorry. And I, I've been, I've
1: been ruminating like, 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 okay. I've been,
0: I've been okay. on something for a couple of days and I'm like thinking, this isn't right. Um, in terms of the, the top of the table, obviously in third place, I predicted that Brighton would win this game. You know, shame on me. Apologies, Carla. But Aston Villa deserved this win. They played really well. They yeah. played really, really well. You know, possession stats, they they had the bulk of the possession stats, you know, equal in terms of shots on target. Um, you know, Brighton may have had more attempts, but, you know, considering where Aston Villa were last year, like Spurs in a way, but probably a little bit worse, you, you wouldn't have thought that they had to the fight. You know, what's what has stood out for you in terms of this Aston Villa team, than the one we saw last season.
1: Results. <laughs> <laughs> Boom. Um, yeah, they've they just made a really good start, haven't they? I mean, to be honest, no, I didn't expect them to, to do as well as they have. What is it? Two and two wins, one draw. Yeah, so yeah, yeah, a really good start to the season. Better than cities. Um and yeah, fair play, fair play to them.
0: Yeah, yeah um, the comments are coming in. The comments. Um, this okay. is from um, Alok, uh Tough loss, Emma. What bat line are you expecting tomorrow? Stanway, Angle, Greenwood, and Becky. Becky. Becky at Becky at right back, and Becky. Stanway at left back.
1: No, no <laughs> I've, 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 I kind of I want I want Becky to just stay up front. I think that just needs yeah. to happen. We don't need. Any more players dropping into positions where they're not needed? I'm kind of hoping that, obviously, Gareth today, speaking in this pre-match uh, press conference, he's obviously spoke about Demi Stokes. Um, you mentioned another player that's just gone out of my mind, gone out of my head. Was it? It wasn't Greenwood. There was someone else. Demi and... Oh, I can't remember. Um, I know Kieran might be available which is pleasing because she has definitely been pictured in training this week. Um, Mm -hmm. So that's encouraging, I think. In terms of back line, I think, again, Stanway at right back, uh, Greenwood centre-back. I'm just hoping Demi is available. Uh, I think Philippa can can drop in, but I'm kind of fancying, you know, against Leicester, let's do something different. Allow us to play with three at the back and two up top and let's just see what happens. Let's just try it. I'm dying to see, uh, you know, a striking partnership of, of of Ellen and Bunny and let's just see what happens. And if it doesn't work, we can drop with four in the back. You know, um, and Philippa can go centre-back. Hopefully Greenwood will be available and Demi will play as well.
0: Right. Do you know what? I, I feel that we could actually spend all show talking about Manchester City because, uh, but that would be just too.
1: Let's not do that. Let's
0: be, that would be too much love.
1: Just listen to MW fancast instead. Yes.
0: Yeah, exactly. Um, Craig says uh, for I think for Spurs, sixth place uh, needed twenty seven points last season. Uh, Spurs already have one third of that in terms of, and they're on the way after three games. They do. And I think for Spurs as well, there was an issue about scoring goals. I think they only scored probably between, I think it might have been 15 or 18 goals um, throughout the league. Um, they didn't really have much luck going forward in terms of, you know, goals per game. But points was more important for them. And, and And they have a very good start in terms of the points. They probably need to score a few more goals. And, you know, it, it may suit them to actually see if they can bring in another striker as well in the January, if that's possible, but we we'll wait and see, you know, but in terms of, you know, Aston Villa, I think, as you said, Emma, it's, you know, the difference for them is, is that, you know, they've got points on the board. They look so much more consistent. They seem more cohesive as a unit. Um, they understand what they need to do. There's a good kind of spread of experience and youth in that team. And, you know, they go into the game and, and they and they, they ensure that they stay in terms of the, the fight right up yeah. until the final whistle. And, you know, even if they can see the goal, they, they've demonstrated that they've got it in them, West Ham know this, that they're not going to let things go and they're going to keep going until the end. So really, really good for them, you know, really good for Carla, considering everything that happens when she was at Birmingham. And, uh, and it's a really positive start for, for Aston Villa fans who, you know, when they were promoted, did have a really good team, but they dismantled it and, you know. Yeah,
1: they lost of, players, didn't they? Yeah, they lost think, players. I think um, you probably hit it on the nail on the head there, I think talking about the balance. I think having the experience within the squad is is as important as the the younger players as well. And I I don't necessarily feel they maybe got that right last season. Um, It almost felt a bit disjointed at times. Um, And, you know, everyone knows Carla was a great manager. You know, everyone's got high praise for her. And, you know, she's really um, obviously influencing this team to, to play the way that she wants them to play. And you can see that coming through now. And I think, you know, that would just give them more confidence as the season goes on and, you know, expecting them to pick up more points and certainly don't think they're, you know, they'll have anything to worry about if they continue with the good start that they've made.
0: That's good. Right, I'll tell you what we're going to do. We want to kind of uh, speed things up a little bit. I want to talk about the Everton game and Everton played Birmingham. Obviously, we mentioned Birmingham, so there's a little link there. Um, I watched some of this game, and it was a tough watch for me. It wasn't easy to watch, and I'm not, I am not—I don't have any kind of vested interest in either of the teams, but it just felt like Everton were kind of, they found it very difficult to play the game they wanted to play, and Birmingham did a very good job in making it difficult for them. So it wasn't necessarily like a... a, a the kind of battle that I enjoyed, I was thinking this is just difficult to watch. I don't know if it was there for anywhere else, but what, what did you make of the Everton win uh, overall?
1: Yeah, well, I think obviously they were disappointed at uh, start of the season. Um, so I think it's a, a good sort of result for them in terms of goals, because they've, they've not really had that, much, just had that many this season so far. So I think, Obviously, getting a result for Everton uh, would have spurred them on a little bit. I think, obviously, they were a little bit disappointed. I think everyone was expecting to make for them to make a stronger start than they perhaps have. Um, so, I think, I think in terms of sort of getting their season going, it's a good win to get under the belt for them.
0: Yeah, I mean, you know, their goal difference is in the negatives already. Yeah. You know, I think it's like they've, the nines conceded already. Which is not not a good start for a team that we thought would be kind of challenging the top three. Um mm. you, you need to have a, a plus side, you need to have someone who's gonna score the goals for you. They did, and obviously a really good goal uh for Benison. You know, I thought it was neat. nice little one-two, good, good, good hit. Uh but but from from watching them, it was like watching the Huff and a Puff. You know, it was like it was. It wasn't fluid. Mm. It just didn't look like a fluid performance. And I'm sure the manager will not be happy with what he's seen so far. And maybe those heavy defeats at the beginning have knocked their confidence because, you know, they're probably thinking that the dream start that they wanted just got literally blown away in week one. And then week two, it's the same. And then, you know, it's, it's it, we may not see the best of Everton until maybe December when they get some momentum.
1: Yeah. But, you know, look at the start that they made last season, you know, um, I suppose you could say really they've had a, a a poor sort of run of games in terms of the oppositions that they've come up against. Hmm. City, Chelsea, two difficult games, I suppose, on paper. Um, They probably would have been expected to get a win against Birmingham regardless, but, you know, it, it's a bit of a tough ass. So I, spe- I expect Everton to make it up in other ways. Obviously, they've got Reading next. So I think that would be a, a, a bit of a truer test as to where they're at.
0: <laughs> a Reading, who have not had the greatest start, entertain a team who's not had the yeah, greatest start. It.
1: Like Reading, again, you know, you kind of, they're a team that you kind of expect will, you know, go out and, and get results sometimes. You know, they've beaten some big teams, and Kelly Changers is a good man- manager. You know they're always fighting in and around fourth, fifth. So, you know, it's 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 like I said, it's, it's a bit of a tough call this season so far. If you're judging it based on what we've seen this season so far, apart yeah. from Arsenal, yeah, um, you know, there's been some big surprises already.
0: Yeah, well, well, well we can say Reading, you know, mid-table previously, bottom three, no points. Birmingham, no points. Leicester who kind of almost we forget about the fact that they were promoted, no points.
1: Yeah, no points. Um, and uh, yeah, that's, that's kind of obviously disappointing as a, a Leicester fan. You've not really been able to obviously make your mark on the league yet. Um, interesting to see how that all sort of um, pan out really over the next month, really. I think this month is going to be, you know, a bit of a by the time we get to the end of October, it'll be paint a bit more of a truer picture as to where we're at, I think.
0: Yeah, I mean, Leicester have got some games coming up. They've got, obviously, Man City in the next game, Spurs, then they've got Chelsea, you know, then they've got, I think, Everton. So it's, you know, they've got... For me, I'm looking at them and thinking they need to get a win somewhere. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, all of that that good work that we saw for them in the, in the Championship... You know, they need to get points on the board. And for the teams that are at the bottom, it, because there are so few teams in the WSL, like with the Championship, it's easy to look at the bottom. You just you, you don't have to scan too hard to see who hasn't got points, who needs to score goals. Mm. And, you know, Leicester, only by good fortune, that Birmingham, who had a bad year last year at the bottom of the league this year, even though they've had a change of manager and, and you know, new players coming in and etc. cetera, They've not got the points, and it really is key to get points as quickly as possible. Um, and you know, Leicester, who kind of had a, for me, it was almost like the game against West Ham, and West Ham just looked absolutely fantastic. It was like they're welcome to the WSL. Here you are, this is what you'll get in the WSL. And I just thought, whoa, you know, West Ham looked really good going forward. Um, they played some good football, you know, used the width well, balls through the middle. Um, just absolutely great for them, you know, and a, and a good win. And considering how difficult it was for them when they played um, Villa and they didn't get the win and they should have when they were leading, you know, you can see how easy a game can go either way, you know. So for West Ham, great; Leicester, not so great.
1: Well, that that to me really following obviously the the Aston Villa game because they, they they were really disappointed. I mean, Ali was disappointed with that result, I know. Mm. So. You know, I, I'm sure that was you know not just Ali. I'm sure that was all West Ham fans that they felt that they should have been able to to go on and get the win. So, um, for me, you know, a four uh, 0 is a is a a really good response to that, and um, it, it just shows that they can you know give that well rounded performance, um, and hopefully they'll carry that you know into their next game. Uh, against City or not? Yeah. <laughs> <I'm sorry. laughs> I just remembered it was City. There,
0: <laughs> oh gosh, oh gosh! Listen, um, for those who's watching, for those who's listening, please uh, give it a like, or a comment, or a question. Uh, we're going to go and talk about Manchester United, but we're just going to have a very, very short interlude break. Back after this. Oh. Right, we're back. Look how short that was. Right. That was please job. get your comments Yeah, well, we try and do things. Oh, I could um, I, I would just about lifted up my cup and gone <coughs> like that. Um, right. We talked a lot about Manchester City, All right, So I think we need to give a few moments to Manchester United, who played at home, the LSV. Best thing about the day was the crowd attendance. about 2000, probably. Uh, I saw a tweet from Natalie saying, "Imagine how many people would have turned up if they actually knew where the stadium was." I thought that was extremely funny, or if it was in Manchester, even better. Um, I have to be honest, and I, you know, people know that I support Manchester United women, and, and but also I've got a love for every team, especially in the championship. Won't say which ones. This sometimes you just you just have to accept a result. You just have to accept it, and um, I know that you—you know—you found it a little bit difficult in terms of the Arsenal Manchester City result. But I look at that Chelsea team, and they've got world-class players, up there in, you know, in their roster on their roster, and you can see how well-drilled Emma Hayes has that team. How well-drilled Emma Hayes um, has those players playing for one another, and the cause at Chelsea. Now the question I've got for you, Emma, from an, as a neutral, do you think Manchester United fans should be getting on the back of the manager after a result like that? And I, I will add, at home,
1: getting on the back of the manager because
0: of losing the game,
1: just losing the game.
0: Well, like that.
1: No. <laughs> okay. Uh, I I just think um, look, it's Chelsea. That's it. That's the tweet. I'm just gonna kinda, I'm just gonna that's look kind of way. The,
0: that's the tweet. It's Chelsea.
1: Look, you never sat. You you can't possibly be happy when your team are beaten by a more superior opposition, and I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna say that purely because that is how I felt at full-time when, you know, Arsenal beat us 5-0. Chelsea are a good side. I don't think they've started perhaps as strongly um, as we probably expected. Um, But, look, obviously that loss against Arsenal, you know, they've come back from that and they're just showing that they are... Relentless and ruthless in everything they do Emma Hayes rarely gets it wrong rarely gets it wrong um and you know I think for United at the moment it's very much a bit of a learning um journey you know obviously new manager you have to accept that there's a bit of time that comes with that where you know Mark Skinner has got a different philosophy different way of playing and he's trying to get the best out of that united side and it is showing in places you know I've watched them play and I've you kind of can see what they're trying to do um I think you know if it had probably been anyone else I think it would have been United's day but I just think it's Chelsea isn't it they've just got that extra quality that they seem to have over everyone else at the moment um and it obviously showed in the performance of course it's disappointing to lose 6-1 at home but you got a goal you got a goal. Yeah. You got a goal. Which yeah. is you know, I don't I don't know. You know, obviously United fans will see it way differently than I will, you know. I just feel that, you know, you you know, I think Mark Skinner is a is a brilliant manager. I think he is the ideal um replacement for Casey Stoney. I think he's got he's a clever guy um who understands you know what um what the club wants what the fans want what the expectation is and and hopefully how to deliver it um i think he's the kind of guy that you want to stick with because yeah. Yeah. he he ultimately he can deliver and he's delivered in the past and i'm sure you know with with time and and with backing he'll deliver again um united there's no way that um you know United haven't got good times ahead, but I just, I just kind of feel that you know, it's it is a process, it is a journey, and it's just one that you've got to be patient for. I kind of feel that at the moment.
0: Well, I think Emma is basically Doctor Emma has prescribed a really big pill for Manchester United to digest. There, <laughs>
1: <laughs> it's it's hard. Look, United fans are passionate. Passionate
0: fans. Every fan is passionate. Absolutely.
1: Every fan fan is passionate. Every fan, you know, I started the season with the highest hopes and the highest expectations. And look at me, I am still wallowing about getting knots out of Champions League. It shouldn't happen, but it has. And I have to accept it. A 6 0 against Chelsea at home. Oh yeah, forgot about the goal. Yeah, a six a six-one against Chelsea. Yeah, it's hard to take, but there's you have to sort of expect it, move on. Um, you know, the next game is you know important and you've just got to, you know, get behind the seam and and see what happens. But no, then they're, they're not easy games to take at all. But Chelsea right. are a top quality side.
0: They are a top quality. Craig has got a really good point. Uh, this is something that I kind of thought about at the time. He said, one game won't define him. And I know a lot of people talked about um, Mark Skinner and Birmingham. No one seems to talk about his ex, you know, expedition to America. It's almost like some you know, skeletons in a closet moment. So that will probably come out at some point. Uh, but it, Craig makes a good point, and I thought about it. Leaving out um, Haley Ladd was a mistake. And, you know, for me, it doesn't matter which player... <clears throat> Manchester United sign, she's the most important one. She has been the most important one for me. She's the player that I always look at and think, who protects the back four? And and Hayley Laius has demonstrated that since she arrived at Manchester United. So to, so, so to not have her in the team when you're facing Kerr, Kirby, Harder, It's mad. I'm not thinking, what are you on? you got to be smoking something. Seriously. Those three players. And you're just going to leave your back four exposed. I know there's a love in with Jackie Gronin. I get it. Yeah. And I, I get it. But this is Hayley Ladd we're talking about. This is Hayley. I'm stopping you coming through, lad. There's no Amy Turner. No Terminator tackles at the middle of the park. It just happened. I, I, I can honestly see the goal that Um, Pernell Harder scored. If Amy Turner was there, she wouldn't have touched that ball twice. She would have gone. There was no way on earth Amy Turner would have allowed her to run with the ball, uh, let alone touch it twice. Pernell Harder ran with the ball and she touched the ball four times with her right foot, three times with her left foot and she scored with her left foot. That shows the quality of the player. You can't allow your back line to be that expo. And, and, and people will say, oh, but you know, there's nothing you can do about things like that. Yeah, I'm fine. Yeah, I get it. She just showed a totally different level of football in nous and quality. Because when you're watching footballers, men or women's game, so many footballers run and they touch the ball with their same foot all the time it's like computer programming they only know one thing and they touch it right foot right foot right foot right foot right foot foot, and then they go to cross it with the right foot she showed balance which which made the finish look so much better if that was Messi, ronaldo pogba doing that everyone will be talking about that for the next five six years honestly the the, the 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 level of skill that she showed for that goal was fantastic, but it's the it was the way that she was allowed to get away from the defence. That's mm-hmm. the bit I'm looking at and thinking, that could never have happened if Haley Ladd well, was there. It, and that right? would never have happened with Amy Turner, never. It's,
1: there's so much to learn, essentially, for United from that game. Um, and it's just little things little decisions it's those decisions that are out there that are costly, you know it's going the right way, ensuring you know getting the wrong side of the player that it's just little decisions that make all the difference, and you know that's where chelsea's quality come in because they know they know what they need to do to expose those decisions and they're just, they're just top quality, top quality, aren't they? I, oh, I, yeah, no, I don't, know, I don't know what else to say because that's no, 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 just, no. no, no I, mean, I mean, I'm frustrating year on I, year, I, I, they yeah. just managed to get it right. And look, they've not, they've barely touched the squad from last season, yeah, exactly. barely touched it. Barely, well, I've got Lauren James. I mean, Drew Spence, Drew Spence never scores. Oh, uh, <laughs> <now you're> <laughs> That's all, that's all you've got to say, really, isn't it? I mean, it's due to defense, for Christ's sake, you've got to ask yeah. questions if she's getting on the score sheet. But listen, you know, three nil down, I, I hold my hands up. I did give a little bit of a cheer when that, that goal went in United. <laughs> I'm like, the come-backs so on. Come on, United. <laughs> Oh, no, oh, and then what is it? of goes up the other end two minutes later and just, yeah. <laughs> nah, Exactly, <okay>. exactly. <laughs>
0: exactly. You know, and, and that's the thing. And that's the thing, you know, it goes up the other end. Uh, for me, um, I'm you know, I'm picking at small things in terms of what I say about Haley. Ladd. Obviously, the selection is down to the manager. I look at the personnel there. I'm, I'll be honest, hand on heart, Amy Turner would never have allowed no harder to have touched the ball seven times on the run just wouldn't have. She, she would have seen red, she just wouldn't have allowed it. Um, you know, I could ask the question would um, Casey Stoney would have, a, have allowed a six nil or a six one? Just, just no. I mean, Casey never smiled at the best of times, but could you imagine the frown that would have been on her face with this scoreline? It would have cracked Manchester.
1: She'd been fuming.
0: What listen, you do open the map and said, "Ooh." caught up there, you know, red hot in Manchester, someone's on fire, she would have literally been like, I I think she would have literally smashed up the stadium. (laughs) Honestly, you know, just just rape, like, She-Hulk. Yeah. That would be funny. Can you imagine Casey Sony's She-Hulk as the manager?
1: (laughs) She's still, in Man- she's still in Manchester, isn't she? What's going on with that new job she's I got? I just keep seeing her on telly all the time. Ah,
0: yeah, she's I, think she's on sabbat- I think she's on a sabbatical. No is, a job.
1: She- is she working remotely?
0: Yeah, I think she's, yeah, she's on a, like, at a service station in Manchester somewhere like that, just like working in the office. Um, I'm just trying to make sure that we've covered everything, every team in the WSL, because I know the last time like, I missed someone because of my eagerness. I think Ooh. we have. And I'll just go over the scores to make sure. Just just do this. So Everton win um, three goals to one against Birmingham. Manchester take a really big ass whooping at home uh, against Chelsea by conceding six goals and grabbing a meagre consolation of one. Brighton lose um, to Aston Villa. Goal Carl Wood. Uh, Tottenham get their win over Reading. Reading, you need to come quickly, man. Times are running up and it's... Literally only three weeks in. Uh West Ham, big up you with your 4-0. Leicester, Waguan, you need some help. Arsenal. They didn't even have Paris on the pitch and she's they're banging in goals like that. And Manchester City with a little zero. So I've covered all the teams. It's interesting. This change at the top. Arsenal top, Tottenham second, Aston Villa third, Chelsea in the rear and fourth, and we down the league. Is are other teams? <laughs> Um, we're going to talk about, um, we're going to have another little short break, but we're going to talk about um, the championship. Emma will probably think she has no idea what's going on, but don't worry. I'll, (laughs) I'll, I'll fill in the gaps. And there's a question that I've got for you guys. If you've got your phone, bear with me. There's something coming up. I'll see you after this very, very short break. Kirby and Kerr. Unbelievable. I told you it was short. Kirby and Kerr get in, cool, Kirby and Kerr. Now, um, I've got a little thing that i thought about, right? Because, you know, we always talk about um, access to women's game and we need more access and it's great, you know, in terms of, of what's happening with Sky, even though I'm not a Sky customer, um, the BBC trying to do their bit, you know, etc. Um, The FA, the stuff on the FA player, there's not enough on the FA player for me, they seem to have reduced the content, especially the yeah. highlights. The highlights have gone, which has really bugged me. don't know if it's bugged anyone else, but it's really bugged me that you don't get all of the highlights, especially for the championship games. Thank you. You're just not doing enough. So it's almost like the FA have said, oh, we've had a bit of money, so we, can switch. we, we don't need to open Room 101 anymore. So have you got your mobile, Emma? Have you got your mobile phone with you? Uh, yeah. Do a little experiment. Um, if you go to your Google search, right, if you type yeah. in, if you just type in the words Premier League. Premier League, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Premier League. What do mm-hmm. you see? What do you see? Uh, have,
1: this, you
0: got, have you got this, the results?
1: Yeah, results have they, got,
0: have, have they got little video clips there?
1: Yes, they have. I've never noticed that before.
0: Oh, right. So, the Premier League have got little video clips next to the scores. Look at that. So, it's on the screen on the phone, right? Can you type in WSL on your phone? See
1: yeah. What do you get? Uh, what do we get? Just the fixtures and results. That's
0: right. Just the fixtures and the results. So, on the screen here in front of me, there's a little screenshot that I grabbed of the Premier League games and the videos that you, tells you, like, three minutes. For those people that don't have Sky, like me, for those people that don't subscribe to a particular channel to watch the football, if I don't see it, I can still see the highlights. Yeah. I can still go onto YouTube and see the high. You know, they, they've done that for me. Nothing for the WSL, nothing for the Championship. And I know that we have gone round, you know, happy clapping one another and saying, oh, you know what, Sky have doing this with the women's deal and it's fantastic, we've got more access. No, it bloody isn't. FA, fix up. WSL, fix up. And as for Sky, fix up. If you can do it for the Premier League, do it for the WSL, do it for the Championship. Plain and simple, because if the FA are not showing all of the highlights of every single game and they're only showing one championship game, then it's at the very least when games like the one you couldn't go to, Emma, that kicked off at 6.45 on a Sunday evening because you had work, that you have the least put the bloody highlights yeah. available to people to select so and see well, them.
1: To be honest, I mean. Price. I mean, that's my little run over. Yeah. I mean, I'm a, I'm a lover of, you know, you know me, match of the day. You know, get out, come in, brew, bed, match yeah. of the day. <laughs> yeah. I don't have the same um, fixation with the women's football shows, to be honest. I don't even well, watch it anymore, to be well,
0: honest. Well, there's Craig, he says the women's football show on the FA player is great. Sure, it is.
1: Yeah. And but- you. It, it it is really it is really difficult i mean it needs to be so much better but these are the things that i think we just need to iron out over time you know there is this um issue with accessibility obviously you've just spoke about how you know the games that are being played up played on sky sports you've not got any like sports subscriptions to that so you know that we there is still an audience that isn't sort of getting that accessibility. Um obviously what made the FA player so great last season for fans was was the accessibility. Um now it kind of feels as though uh it was a platform, I don't know, was it just for COVID? I'd, I don't Is I don't does <laughs> it just for covid? I don't even know. I don't even know, you know, because you know, we're not really utilizing that outlet anymore. Yeah. It's um, yeah. not being used in the most uh efficient way. Um yeah. so yeah, you know, obviously it, I think it's still great for other uh fans that, you know, the rest of the world that are outside the UK obviously still have that accessibility, as far as I'm aware, um, yes. you know, because a lot of the games, I know when the city games aren't available, um, the way for people in in around the rest of the world to watch is obviously through encouraged through the FA player. So, yeah, I, I don't know what that is at the moment. Um, I can't speak for other clubs but I, I know City do make their highlights accessible. Um maybe that's some you know some uh, some of the watchers can get involved in and just say how how do you watch your highlights back because yeah it is very limited in terms of that accessibility right now and again is is that just because we've got back to normal? Well, I'm not well. Sure.
0: Yeah, I think you're right. Raise a good question. Craig said it's a new championship dedicated show each week by the uh, Kimura yeah. twins, which yeah. is you know, which is fantastic. I see, team, but, but, I see that. I see
1: that promoted more than the WSL. If I'm honest, yeah. A lot of what I see on Twitter is them promoting that show and not necessarily anything else surrounding the WSL. That's a good thing, I think, because again, yeah. it shines light on the championship.
0: Um. Yeah, yeah. It, no, and they do too. And, and to be honest, that's a great link because we're going to talk a little bit about the championship now. But I just had to—I had to get that little thing out because I thought if I can go onto Google and it's Tuesday and type Premier League in, and I can see that the the clips for every single game from the Premier League look that could last up to three minutes long, at the very least. You can do that for the WSL if you're not going to show all of the content on the FA player, for crying out loud. It's almost like you do one step forward, two steps back. You talk about growing the game and you walk around with your hands tied behind your back. I just don't get it. Don't get it.
1: I don't don't necessarily – I kind of feel as though there's obviously a lot yet to come. Um, You know, we're in a – it's all kind of new uh, I guess there are things that
0: I'm not giving Ryan's anyone I'm not giving anyone an easy time. I tell you why I'm not giving anyone an easy time Emma I'm an independent I'm not it attached to a major port I ju- apart from being in, <laughs> apart from being in the mood if I don't <laughs> say the things that I say they, they won't change because those in the power, those in the, the corridors of power will carry on as if everything is okay. And it's only when someone comes and pokes them in the eye and says, you're not doing your bloody job. Because you talk about promoting the game. It's about access, access. And if you're going to put games on at quarter to seven on a Sunday, people are not going to go. So you need to show them the games. Yeah. Very simple.
1: <laughs> yeah. No, it, simple. I agree with that. Um, you know, obviously it it, it is frustrating. Um, yeah, you know, I know
0: that it, it. Craig's gone, he's gone. I, I might be wrong. They still put on the, the, the highlights, they do put some highlights on Craig, but not all of them. Not all of them, anyway. I'll stop, I'll stop moaning now. Everyone's like, it's no, a you mood.
1: Can't away, to He's <laughs> <"It's laughs>
0: in, <laughs> in a mood, right? We'll have another short break and then we'll just go whistle, whistle, stop, talk if I can get the words out. Um. And we we'll talk about the FAWC Stroke Championship. Get yourself a
1: brew. I'm not going to have time. <laughs>
0: That's a <See>? bit longer. That's <laughs> 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 uh, a bit longer. Right. OK. All change at the top. Again, WSL2 change. Sunderland were there. Big, big win for Sheffield uh United. They go top, they score three goals, and it's all changed. It just goes to show in in that league how quickly things can change. The the actual table is phenomenal. Sheffield are top, behind them are, uh, in second place is Durham. Sunderland, who were literally on the verge of losing again. The they were like behind by one goal when they played Lewis. Um Last minute, late in the game, equaliser to get a point, so they stay close to the top three. Liverpool get their win over Crystal Palace, who travelled all the way up to to Liverpool. We unhappy that they didn't get a draw out of that game, but Liverpool will be extremely happy with that. But for 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 Sheffield United, what I, what I noticed when I did see the highlights from that game, and I did see the highlights, um, <laughs> they were yeah, I did, I did, you know, I did see them. Um, They were absolutely fantastic. Lucy Watford, I I think I've got the name correct. I hope so. I can actually double check now. Let me just double check. This is the thing about doing things like...
1: Watson. Watson.
0: Watson. Yeah, Watson. Watson. I I mean, what a a goal poacher she is. Absolutely fantastic. Um, Sheffield on the break. Swift, slick, direct. I like it you know, and um, they are going to be a real force. Again, Durham are going to be a force. Um, Jupe, who was at London City Lionesses, um, seemed to kind of stumble her way through the opposition defence to to get the goal. Sorry, Um, Crystal. But they get their win, so they're they're second. But there are still teams that, that are yet to get a point. And, you know, as much as the the fa championship show is you know covers all of of the league the watford team they have nil point. Nil point yeah. for the for the two hosts of a fantastic show of the championship their team are not having any luck and um it could be a very very difficult season for watford who who are playing some good football you know it's not as if they're rolling over but they're not getting the rub of the green In terms of results, Coventry, you know, they acquired the league's top scorer, Katie Wilkinson from Sheffield, Molly Green was at Birmingham, she's there. Quite a few other players have gone there. I think a player they took from London Bees as well, um, who who was relegated. You know, they've got a a collection of of experience and, and young players, but they can't literally just get a point. You know, Bristol, again, they've come down from the WSL. They're finding this league difficult. Um, four games, four points. They've got one win, one draw, two losses. And just like the WSL, I'm going to say more so in the championship, on any given day, you may think the results are going to go your way, and they don't. And if you don't turn up primarily to fight, and uh, you say that in, in, the, in the best possible way, not physically fight, but to fight, in your individual battles, you don't get anything at all. And um, you can be the most well-drilled team in the league, but you still have to turn up and perform. So for the championship, it's definitely interesting. Sunderland, who I didn't know anything about, have got some fantastic players in their their midst who are going to actually set people talking. And if they don't come up, people will be looking around thinking, can we poach them? Um, do you do you know anything of the championship, um, when you put...
1: <laughs> what do you mean? Do I know anything? I don't know, like, I don't know much. Yeah. Well, I don't know much. But yeah. do you know? <laughs> do you know what I mean? Um, I know obviously Watford coming up yeah. to the yeah. to the championship. Um, I, you know, I like a bit of an underdog. Me, I'm a bit soft like that. Um, yeah. Shame really that they've not been able to put any points on the board. Um, yeah a good, uh surprise with with Bristol, I thought that they might have been able to impose themselves just a little bit more on the league um I don't know if that's just the running results and just sort of trying to adapt to that to that change. Um, yeah. Yeah. you know hopefully given a little bit more time, the results will start to come good for them and they'll get a bit of momentum. Um, but yeah, like you said, Sheffield, um up in at the top of the table into the mix and I think it does make it harder to kind of predict who or you know who will finish top of the league really because you know at the start of the season you try and predict who you thought it might be Durham, you know, Sheffield, Liverpool, they were the big names that were sort of mm. Probably up there, but then you know there are other teams you can throw in the mix as well. And like you said, it's a league that really changes week by week, Um, so it does make it a little bit more exciting in that respect. Um, Yeah, I mean, fair play to Sheffield. You know, they they didn't have a great season last season, did they? Uh, But the season before, they were really, really good. Um, So it's again a bit of a coming together. Can they keep it up? it
0: um, be interesting to see what happens. Yeah. Do you know, the, the team that's really... I mean, Sunderland have impressed me. I mean, they, they're the only team in the league that haven't lost a game so far.
1: Mm. Yeah. You
0: know, but, uh, and, and, and I look at that and I think, OK, that uh, tells me something about where you are. And a, a lot of people that have been watching the Championship for a long time you know, know about Durham. They're a really tough team, good footballing unit. You know, they are direct. Um, they have they have a presence on the pitch. Sunderland, uh, uh, you know, they've got some players. There's at they their number 10. When she's on the ball, it's so difficult to get the ball off of her. Uh, and she runs well. Again, uh, you know, I mentioned with Panel Harder, the ability to, to run and control the ball with both feet. She has that. So, you know, when you see players that do that in any team, doesn't matter if it's women or men's football when you can see a player that runs with the ball and they have total control of the ball with either foot. They can drop a shoulder, go in the opposite direction of the player. You know, they stand out. And, and you know, Sunderland, you know, have some good players in their team. I, I can see this, the the, the the race for promotion going right to the end. And I, I would say definitely Sheffield, obviously, as they're at the front, will be there and thereabouts. Durham have been there. You know, for the last two seasons, they've been there doing. They're about, you know, for a team that probably doesn't have the same cachet as every other team. You know, mm. they're gonna they're gonna punch and, and let people know that they're there. Sunderland doing well. Liverpool, London City Lionesses, who were, you know, at the point of 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 you know uh losing the game against Coventry. Coventry were desperate to get their first set of points you know, London City Liners to come back and, and get last-minute equaliser to 2-2. So, you know, Coventry, Watford, you know, Bristol um, really, really have to kind of kind of pu- pull out the magic. Um, the te- Another team that's really, not surprised me, but has been doing really well, Charlton. Mm. Charlton is doing really well. So in terms of the championship, you know, lots, lots of... Lots of um, good things in terms of uh, the results, and you know what was interesting is um, you know that like every week they've got like um, the, the best goals in the championship or whatever. I mean Ella Rutherford. Ella Rutherford make sure I get that correct.
1: Hello. She doesn't.
0: She, she doesn't do tap ins. She doesn't do. She absolutely. <laughs> ball. Mm. Can you hear me?
1: Yeah, sorry, oh, it just did. went a bit funny. It
0: did it go a little bit speedy, speedy?
1: Yeah, <laughs> oh, yeah. No, I was, I was just going to say one team that just still surprised me is Liverpool. Um, because I look at the Liverpool team and I do think they've got a re- some really good players in there. Yeah. Um, and essentially, you know, it's just it's a strong enough team to to really sort of compete. But I still don't see them as as a real contender. Mm-hmm. Um other oppositions do look a bit stronger. Um, I feel like they're missing something. Um I don't I don't think for me if if Matt's in it for the long term, I, I kind of see it as a, a bit of a a bit of a project that maybe they won't sort of, you know, they will still still be top half of the table, don't get me wrong, but maybe. Uh, We Mm. won't see that real uh, fight for promotion until maybe next season.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, it might might be a two-year process for them. I'm sure that they'll want to get back into uh, the WSL as quickly as possible, just like uh, Bristol and, you know, Sheffield. I mean, it would be interesting, part-time Sheffield, if they get promoted. Yeah. What would would that mean (laughs) for them?
1: Look, if they manage to do that, um, serious kudos to them because I, I think for, for Sheffield, it's been a long, long journey and a long, mm. long fight for them um, because they've always sort of kind of been a team that's on the cusp of it. Mm. Um, and if they can do it, I think that would be a real feat. Yeah,
0: well, you know what? It'll be more than interesting. Sweetman Kirk i got you, man. Scoring <laughs> goals. I got you. I got you. Um, yeah, right. I think we, we've run to time. We've yeah. We've run to time. It's been good. See how quickly it, it feels as if we never have enough time, mm. to be honest. It feels as if we never have enough time. Okay, for those who are entertained, please uh, drop by and say hi and give a like if that's what you like to do. Or you can just, you know, say no and don't say goodbye. Uh, this was on and off the pitch talking about the WSL and the FAWC stroke WSL2. Um please, FA, sort it out with the highlights.
1: Yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Thanks, Emma. Thanks for joining.
1: Oh yeah, it's been good. I've enjoyed it. Thanks, Rodney, for having me.
0: Nice. No, all right. Brilliant. And um just so that people know where they can find you, please. Can you let us know your Twitter handles and the MCW fancast?
1: Mm, Yeah. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I can do that. Um, So for the podcast, it's at MCW fancast. That's a little bit self-explanatory. But, yeah, if you just search uh, Man City Women podcast, it should come up on your favourite podcast platform. Uh, And then if you want to find me, it's um, at Emma show, underscore show, S-H-O-N-E
0: brilliant that's good excellent stuff um actually say so, actually i'm listening to all of the podcasts now and i'm using google podcast platform so easy
1: yeah i've never used that before So um... easy
0: it is honestly I, i've used so many different apps it is so easy you just like literally go onto google type google podcast and then you can start to subscribe download the app and it links and whatever you click on on your laptop ends up on your phone, it's just fantastic. No glitches, can play it without having to download stuff. Brilliant, love it. Oh, it's good I
1: might have a And look. I don't
0: even work for Google.
1: It's good, free advertisement,
0: <laughs> there you go. Anyway, <laughs> right, this is, <laughs> I know, exactly. Uh, this is On and Off the Pitch, I'm Rodney Cyrus. Uh, I'll see you guys later, bye for now.